let's talk about your home. A home is where the heart is, as they say. It's also where the rest of you is, like not to mention your family and about everything you own as well. It's a lot more than just the roof over your head, though. It is also uh, your equity. It's your retirement. It's your financial future. The threat of some cyber thief stealing your credit card is certainly a risk. It's happened to me. It's happened to probably almost everybody at this point. But uh, taking over home ownership of your home is a much bigger deal because we're talking about multiples of uh, times of money uh, over what they could get off a credit card. And it's it's your house. So you want to get evicted from your house because some cyber criminal stole your home's title. You don't want that to happen to you. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. When you're there, you can register your address and see if you're already a victim of this and don't don't know it yet. And you can get the promo code radio will get you 30 risk free days of protection. Uh, You need your title to be protected. It's 2021 and this stuff happens all too often. HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is radio. HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code is radio. To all those who still call themselves Americans, hello to all those who still believe in the Declaration of Independence, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, among these life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that governments are instituted among men to protect those rights. Greetings to all those who still believe in the Bill of Rights. You may feel like you're in the minority, but you're actually not. Your friends, your relatives are cowering out of fear, or they are misinformed on what's really going on. You have a choice every single day that you get up. You can change your direction at any time. Your life is your choice, at least still today in America. What you choose to do will make a difference. What you choose to do today will be remembered by your children and your grandchildren. Where were you when the world went mad? So you know, most people, they are finding themselves in this moral position for the collective. They believe that they are doing the right thing for the collective. They're standing for these vax mandates, or they want these government programs to snuff these voices out, or we're supporting tech because they know what hate really is, and they have this moral righteousness inside of them. This is exactly what happened in Germany. Most people think that they are going to be the ones that they're going to hide the Jews, but they're not. They're the ones that usually are standing with the big government. Which will you be? Will you be the person that looks at the individuals and the individual rights or the big state that just knows best? I've made my choice. If you're with me on that choice, 
then this show is right for you. We begin in 60 seconds. Life is often incredibly busy, and you don't have the time to be held back from living it because of pain. Most of the pain that we suffer, especially on a regular basis, is caused by inflammation in our joints. In fact, most of our problems caused by inflammation. If you've ever had that ongoing pain that just is relentless, don't suffer from it anymore. At least try Relief Factor. I know you've tried everything. If you're like me, I tried absolutely everything. I went to some of the best doctors in the world. Nothing would keep me out of pain unless it was fogging me, and I can't live my life that way. Relief Factor. It is not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. I'm one of those that take it three times a day because it works for me. 1995, try it out for three weeks. Go to relieffactor.com, 1-800-500-8384. We need you in the fight. Relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. All right. I want to clear something up and make this very, very clear to you on what is, is happening. The, the Biden administration has seemingly caved somewhat on the IRS snooping provision that they have been pushing, getting reports on accounts that have an inflow or outflow of $600 or more. That's a provision that would basically give them the ability to look at everyone's account. Now they're claiming they will scale it back to $10,000, but that's $10,000 over the course of the year. Poor people, if they have a bank account, Poor people will put $10,000 a year into their bank account. And I don't mean that they will have it in their bank account. They might put $500 in every two months and they have nothing else. But over the year, it will probably amount to $10,000. Oh, okay. So that's how we're going after the rich? Huh. I want to tell you right now, this has nothing to do with the IRS. This is a ruse. You have to stop talking about the $600 or the $10,000. That's a ruse. The entire thing that they're trying to catch people who are cheating is a ruse. What you need to understand is this is about total control. When you look at the um, modern monetary theory, which we explained in my book, Arguing with Socialists. And at the time, we honestly almost left it out of the book because it's so insane. We thought that's never going to happen. Thank God at the last minute, we decided to leave it in the book and explain it and uh, show you what it actually means. So if you really want to know about modern monetary theory without reading a big boring book about it, you can grab Arguing with Socialists, and there's a chapter on it. Modern monetary theory is the theory that they say is so modern because nobody has ever thought of it. Okay. The first part, everybody has thought of. Five-year-olds have thought of. Well you, well, you don't need to sell a bond or you don't need to have the money. Why don't you have a printing press? Why not just print more money? Okay. You're in first grade. That's the kind of thing you think of, right? Well, we're out of money. Why don't you just write a check? 
because it doesn't work that way. Because it always leads to Zimbabwe. So how is this new? Because of the second part. It doesn't work. It will end in Zimbabwe either way. But for sure, if you just print the money. The second part of monetary theory is the government must control everything. They must be able to have the levers of society on the influence over the uh, manufacturing. So, in other words, they can say if cars are just becoming way too expensive um, because too many people are buying cars, they can first go to the manufacturer and say, make more cars. And they will do it. The other thing they do is they have control of your finances. So let's go to let's go to you and your finances. Are you a critical employee? Are you a critical worker? We know who's critical because of COVID in the first 15 days to flatten the curve. Who went into work and who did not go into work? If you're deemed a critical employee, let's say gas is now $10 a gallon. Well, that's because of inflation. And the good news is it's because everybody's going to work. That's exactly what the White House is saying now. It's because there's more demand. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then with modern monetary theory, how do you stop the gas price from going up? You lessen the demand. And so they have control over your credit cards. They know what you're spending, where you're spending. So you're not a critical employee. You stay home now. You just have to stay home for the next few weeks until we get gas prices back down. You can't drive your car. That's the way this works. This is not about $600 or $10,000. This is about modern monetary theory of being able to control everything. If you think I'm wrong, why are you listening to the show? At this point, honestly, go listen to a show that's going to tell you what you want to hear and will make you just think that everything is sunshine and lollipops. I am at the point that I think Franklin was. Franklin said at one point, I can't go to parties anymore. I can't talk to people who aren't serious. The times are too serious. And I cannot spend another minute uh, surrounded by fools. So honestly, I'm not saying you're foolish. I'm saying if you don't want to know uh, what is really going on and I can back it all up with their actions, their words, their policies, I, it's not a conspiracy. It's out in the open. If you don't want to know that, then stop listening. If you know people who do want to know what's really going on, tell them to listen. Because it is all hands on deck right now. <sighs> the bill for now, Biden is saying it's $1.9 trillion. It's down from 3.5. That should not make you happy. Okay. This bill cannot pass. 
it cannot pass because, again, the dollar figure is a red herring. It's not what you should be looking at. Buried in this reconciliation bill are unconstitutional fines for employers that don't mandate COVID-19 shots or COVID-19 testing of all of their employees. The employers will get fines as high as seven, uh, sorry, $70,000 for serious infractions and $700,000 for each willful or repeated violation. This is, this will put every small business, only Google could afford to fight something like that. Every small business, everybody who has, you know, less than 5,000 employees could not stand up because it's $700,000 for each willful. So imagine you have uh, a corporation and uh, you've got a bunch of people that are not going to get vaccinated, just like we have here. I have the antibodies. I'm not getting vaccinated. And now it is it has become I'm not against the vaccine, but it has become a fight for rights for me. No, I'm not doing it. Not because you tell me to do it. And our company has decided we're not going to we're not going to do it. Well, I think we have more than 100 employees. And because of that, uh, we are going to have to abide by that rule. And because I'm very open about it, they are going to fine us. They will fine us. So I have 100 employees, let's say 101. Well, if I don't have them take a COVID test once a week and I don't have them get the vaccine, force them to get the vaccine or fire them, well, then every then I have 101 willful, willful um, uh, infractions. And each one is worth seven hundred thousand dollars. That's what's in this reconciliation bill. Do not celebrate. Don't even look at the numbers anymore. It doesn't matter. They are building a machine. Page 168 of the 2465 page bill. The wording should wake Americans up. It outlines the fines for employers that willfully, repeatedly, or seriously violate the labor law, including, but not requiring, COVID-19 jabs or regular COVID uh, testing. The increased fines on employers could run as high as $70,000 for serious infractions and $700,000 for willful or repeated violations. This is not going to stop with COVID. Freedom given is never returned. You give your freedom up here. It will not be returned. So now what do you do? 
I want you to get on the phones today, and I know you say it doesn't matter, but damn it, it does. It does. But only if we all do it. Mike Lee and uh, Chip Roy have introduced a bill, the no taxation without representation, no taxation without Congressional Consent Act. It will prohibit the federal government from imposing a fine fee or tax on individuals or businesses for violating a COVID-19 vaccine mandate issued by OSHA or any other agency. If it passes, it will stop these fines and stop this from going through. Your decision on what you put into your body is your decision. If I was older and, uh, and of ill health and hadn't already had it, I would take it personally. Now might be a different now might be a different story now that they're forcing all of us to do it. Now just the American comes out in me and I'm like, screw you, dude. But they are targeting us every step of the way. Now, so you know, the World Economic Forum's 2030 agenda, the Great Reset, there is something called the Global Redesign Initiative, drafted by the World Economic Forum in 2008 after the crisis. This is where it all started, calling it a multi-stakeholderism and a corporate push for a new form of global governance. I want to tell you about one of the things that they have created, the Common Trust Network. Because we lack trust. Well, the, the guys at Davos can fix that. And I'll tie the two of them together in 60 seconds. Okay, you might feel like you have nothing you can do that makes a difference. Well, I'm telling you, there's a ton of things that you can do. One is, who is your cell phone provider? Patriot Mobile. If it's not Patriot Mobile, it needs to be Patriot Mobile. I don't carry a cell phone. I just got a cell phone. So I could join Patriot Mobile. The, the honest to God truth. I've had it for two weeks now and I got it so I could join. I don't even I don't know exactly how it works. I don't want to know how it works. I don't even know if it's charged. Yes, it's it's been going for two days and it's still got three quarters of uh, the battery left. Uh, Patriot Mobile. You need to be a client of Patriot Mobile's. Patriot Mobile, you're going to save money, about half of what you pay. They're on the same uh, uh, carrier's uh, towers, so they have the same great service. It's half the cost. They will customize a plan for you that will fit your lifestyle, and they not only don't give their money to Planned Parenthood like Verizon, they actually put their money where their mouth is. They actually are fighting for the things that you and I believe in. Please stand together. Change to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck right now. We must begin to do business. There's got to be a parallel economy. We've got to stand together.
PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so why do we not hear about the Israeli health ministry? I mean, Israel is way ahead of everybody else, right? They've been way ahead on the vaccines and, and everything. Not for a while now. They, they did start out ahead. Yeah. Um, they, they were the first to really get up to about 60% okay. vaccination, but most countries have passed them at this okay. point. Okay, 77,000, uh, or sorry, 7,700 COVID cases reported since May 2021 in Israel. Only 72 occurred in people who have previously had COVID-19. 72. That's less than 1%. Mm. In contrast, according to the Israeli health ministry, more than 3,000 cases, or approximately 40%, incurred in people who have received COVID-19 vaccines. This is nothing against the vaccine. This is a, this is a question. Why do we never talk about natural immunity? Makes no sense. Because it is not about COVID. It is not mm. about uh, uh, keeping you safe. It's not about any of those things. It is about control. Mm. It's How do you even argue with that? I don't know. I, because I, it, clearly this would be a thing that if, if, if our goal was just to make sure people were safe from COVID, mm-hmm. that natural, we wouldn't necessarily, you don't want to encourage people to go get it, to get natural immunity. But if you have the virus and you've passed through that part of your uh, existence uh, safely hopefully then you have real protection that's not a crazy idea and yet it does seem to be all about control so rather than building a set of rules that would be left to the interpretation of member states or private sector operators like cruises airlines uh you know people who are uh, convening a gathering we need to create a standard for the entire country and the world Mm. and the body that could really oversee this is the who that's why the wef the world economic forum and the commons project have created the common trust network which has a common pass a health passport that allows people to prove that they've been vaccinated so they have the right to all of the things life can offer this is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I'm not saying that we're living in the time of the Antichrist, but this is what it's going to look like at the beginning. <laughs> Just saying. Mortgage rates are still incredibly low right now, and that means it's a reasonable time for a loan if that's what you need. I've said this before, but you need to be financially responsible. You need to understand the difference that a better percentage rate can make in your life, whether it's something like a mortgage refi or a consolidation loan so you can get out from under things like credit card debt. You have to approach everything carefully. I urge you, urge you, If you have to get a loan or you want to refi or you have credit cards, get out from underneath those credit cards. That is a point of control. Get out of the high interest rate and do it now. Believe me, it's going to get harder for some people to get a loan soon. 
American Financing, 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Ten bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Joshua, you are on the Glenn Beck program. Welcome. Hi, sir. Um, You talked about the uh, fines being placed uh, by the federal government on companies in Texas. um, No, on companies anywhere. the U.S. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, does the executive action by Greg Abbott to ban private companies from requiring employees or their customers to be vaccinated against COVID-19 protect you and other employees in the state of Texas? Uh, I don't know. I have a feeling that's going to have to be decided by the Supreme Court. But uh, you are in luck because I have somebody who has probably the best answer for you and that is ken paxton our attorney general of the state of uh, texas ken how are you hey i'm doing well glenn i hope you're doing well too oh it's been a while it's lovely uh ken uh i just had a call from somebody who we've been talking about the vaccine mandates that are in this new reconciliation bill seven hundred thousand dollar fines uh i mean it's crazy stuff does the does the governor's action protect companies and employees in the state of Texas from having to comply with the federal government? All right. So complicated question because it involves federal workers, which will be probably treated differently than uh, non-federal workers. And so it'll depend on on who that mandate is going after. It's harder for us to protect federal workers. Uh, It would have been uh, easier if our, if our legislature passed something that would have, explicitly protected workers but i can tell you this if they if they seek to impose mandates on employees like he's talked about doing uh we'll certainly do everything we can to fight it Oof. that doesn't sound that doesn't sound no, good if it's, a, if it's in a federal law if, you, if it was osha and it was a regulation it would be different than if they can if they stick it into a statute a federal law it makes it harder for us to to win well they're sta- so they're I'm they're hoping. they're throwing it into the reconciliation bill and uh it's my understanding that osha will be the enforcement arm yeah and that doesn't surprise me because i think we threatened them with lawsuits if they if osha just did it without any federal law right so i mean i'd have to see how it's drafted we're certainly going to look at it because I, I don't want my people being uh, controlled by the federal government being told that they they have no choice on on vaccines Okay, let me uh, let me ask you a couple of other questions. Um, this is uh, this is Jen Psaki at the White House yesterday. Cut five, please. Why is the administration flying thousands of migrants from the border to Florida and New York in the middle of the night? Uh, well, I'm not sure that it's in the middle of the night, but let me tell you what's happening here. Um, it is our 429 a.m. Well, he, very he, early in the morning. Here we are talking about early flights earlier than you might like to take a flight. Um, it is our legal responsibility to safely care for unaccompanied children. 
until they swiftly can be swiftly unified with a parent or a vetted sponsor. And that's something we take seriously. We have a moral, a right obligation to uh, to do that and to deliver on that. As a part of the unification process, our Office of Refugee Resettlement facilitates travel for children in its custody to their families or sponsors across the country. So in recent weeks, uh, unaccompanied children passed through the Westchester Airport, which I think is what you're referring to, and route to their final destination to be unified with their parents or vetted sponsor. Is that what's no happening? Stop. Uh, is that what's happening uh, on on flights at 2 a.m. that are just earlier than flights you would like to take? Well, I thought she tried to dodge that, didn't she, initially? And then she had was forced to answer. No, I, I know that's going on. I, I've seen it in Texas where there are buses that show up in the middle of the night. In downtown Dallas, I've been told by police officers that they they unload the buses and these people disappear in the night. So this idea that somehow they're going to some, you know, family member, their parents is probably not true. And the reality is I think the cartels are heavily involved in connecting people across the country because they these people pay a lot of money to cross the border. Um, I, I think it's close to 8,000, could be more sometimes, sometimes a little less. But they're, they're, if they can't afford to pay, they're, they're indentured servants to the cartels for years. And then, of course, they're being connected to the cartels. They're all working through the cartels. Fantastic. So what can we do? What can states do? What can people do? This is, I mean, while we're being told we're going to be fired if we don't have a vaccine, they're not even given a COVID test, let alone the double jab. Uh, and then they're just released into our, into our streets. This is not about, this is not about COVID. This is not about humanitarian. This is about power and control. That's all this is about. So, well, no, you, 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 you hit the nail on the head. That's true, because if they really cared about COVID, which, you know, let's just say you don't care about federal law and protecting the border the way you're supposed to. You don't care about the cartels gaining power. You don't care about the drug trafficking, people dying from fentanyl overdoses all over the country, which is going to happen more and more. You don't care about all the crime, the property damage, the cost, the social, the economic cost of the country. But you have said that you're willing to fire Americans. And that if you're an American, you can't come back into the country if you have COVID. So you're willing to put harsh restrictions on American citizens. But at the same time, I was just on the border in Del Rio. They come across, they're not vaccinated, they're not tested, and they're released. So you, there's no way that the Biden administration cares about COVID because then not only that they brought in, they're sent all over the country with COVID to spread it. So the idea that they care about COVID at all, one inch, one amount is a lie. What'd you learn last week when you were down with the ranchers? You know what? It was it was interesting to talk to people that are honestly scared to death. Their property and their cattle and their, their other animals are being hurt. They're afraid for their families. They won't go outside at night. They carry, you know, a weapon because they're afraid that they're going to get hurt. They don't know these people. They don't know if they're terrorists. They don't know if they're cartel members. They are not. They're not identifying themselves as who they really are. And so these people are at great risk. And I'm, I'm talking Democrat, Republican. They don't care. They are afraid. And the Democrats will often explain it a little differently. They say, well, we just don't understand why Joe Biden, why he, he just doesn't get it. Well, I don't think that's it. I think he does get it. This is exactly what they want. They want to bring as many illegals in here, whether they're terrorists, they are, they are criminals, whether they're cartel. It doesn't matter. They want as many as they get. My guess is they'll do about two and a half million a year. And Jeez. if they do 10 million and they can hurt the country as much as possible, especially the Republican states. That's what they're trying to do. This is a. This isn't like an accident. It's not like it randomly happened when they when they said on the first day we're not enforcing federal law, and then 
you know, hundreds of thousands of people are coming every month. That is not an accident. This is purposeful. They want this to happen, and all the consequences with it are fine with them. All the bad consequences are, are planned. So you filed the state of Texas with you six different uh, lawsuits against Biden. Where do we stand? Yeah. So the, the, the most I think the most important one right now is, is the stay in Mexico, because that had the most significant impact. And so that one, we were successful in winning at district court. It went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. We were successful and the Biden administration was ordered to implement the stay in Mexico program. As of today, my guess is they haven't done any of that. And so we've sued them. We've, we've filed a motion to enforce asking the court to monitor them, to give us, give them deadlines, to give us discovery. So we know exactly day to day or week to week what they're doing because they have to be held accountable. They're, at this point, there's three branches of the government. And there's the states. They're ignoring the state's rights. They're ignoring uh, the other two branches. It is a it is a presidency that just doesn't honor any part of the Constitution. And their their view is, look, impeach me. And they know that won't happen. So they just literally the Constitution is meaningless to them. So then why? Honestly, I don't understand then if we are a state that believes in the founding documents and the Bill of Rights um, and we are living by those and they are not. Why is it that they can come in? For instance, you know, you said, well, well I don't know if I can protect, you know, for federal employees. I, I assume that you mean that, too, for for private employees. But if if they are going through with things that are clearly um, a violation of of our Bill of Rights, why does federal law still trump a state law if they're standing for the Constitution? So here's what I'd say. We're in the process of sort of testing all of this. Like, we've never been here before. We, we came close to this under Obama. But usually, you know, he would ignore federal law and try to implement his own laws. And we would fight him. And we would get a court order. And he, they would stop. Um, usually, it worked. I mean, it worked. We won Correct. 80% of our cases against him. The difference here now is that there it appears, and this is still, we're still in the process of seeing if, the system can stay in place where we can actually have a court order and get it implemented. So far that is not working, but that's why we're going back. So I do think at some point, if we have this realization, look, there's nothing you can do to make this president operate under the constitution. I think we have a whole different question and we're back to the declaration of independence saying, Hey, this government needs to be reformed in a way that is drastic because the reality is they don't honor any of the constitution. These rights are not from them. They're from God. And they don't have a right. Joe Biden have a right to ignore the First Amendment like he's trying to do or the Fourth Amendment or the Tenth Amendment. It's mm. not up to him. It's, it's up to us. The Fourth Amendment right now with what they're doing with banking and everybody's looking at it and saying, you know, oh, my gosh, six hundred dollars or ten thousand dollars. It's not about that. It is about control. It's the second half of the modern monetary theory. It is about being able to control what people spend and do to be able to they think control inflation that's the actual theory and we're only doing one half of it right now but what is in this reconstruction bill is allowing the irs is telling the banks that they have to report to the irs all of our activity that's a violation of the fourth amendment and i don't see any i don't see any banks standing up and saying no we're not going to do that 
Look, we just had this whole issue with the airlines who were her, including Southwest. And we had a protest, the pilots protested, the employees protested uh, two mornings ago. And I was out there speaking. And these companies tend to feel the pressure. Biden has a gun to their heads and says, hey, we're taking away your federal money. You're going to be punished if you don't do what we said. So he's not doing this by, uh, you know, there may be some companies actually want to do this, but he's not doing this in a, in a, you know, hey, let's all work together. This is like, we are threatening you. We're going to hurt you. And if you don't do what we say, I mean, this is very much like a non-free country now. And this is the administration that is operating in a way that we've never seen before. And, and, and the reality is, I think when we, when we went out protested, Southwest Airlines and some of these other companies said, okay, we're not going to fire these people. So we can still, if, we, if we're not afraid and we're willing to fight and enough people aren't afraid and are willing to speak out, even under threat of FBI investigation and prosecution, which they have threatened parents uh, who speak in front of their school boards, they, we cannot shut up. None of us. I can't believe we live in these times, Ken. But... We all have we all have our times. We are all called at this time to do what we're supposed to. And I guess this gives us the opportunity to see who we really are supposed to be or who we allow ourselves to become in our shame later. Ken, thank you so much. Absolutely. It's a time to fight. I hope uh, I think I hope Americans will will, will, not, will not put up with this and, and stand up and fight. Ken Paxton, the Texas attorney general, just so everybody is very clear uh, he doesn't mean go grab a gun. If you think that's what he meant, you are a partisan hack. Back in a minute. So when you're about to undertake something as difficult and potentially financially risky as buying or selling a home or both, you want somebody who is there, who knows the ropes, who can actually help you out. You know, an expert. Somebody who knows the ins and outs, the best practices that can make sure that you get the best possible deal that you can. Here's a hint. Go with the person that can actually help you, and you can find them at Real Estate Agents I Trust. I started this, um, this uh, company, oh, I don't even know, a handful of years ago uh, with my uh, brother because we were going through exactly the same problem. We wanted to have a company that could vet these real estate agents and it would be a free service to you so we could find the best real estate agents because we didn't know how to do it at the time. Well, we do now. Don't take my word for it. Interview one yourself today. If you're looking for a real estate agent, you want somebody who's on your side, who understands the way you think uh, and can actually help you real estate agents. I trust.com real estate agents. I trust.com the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, let me go to Mary in Virginia. Hello, Mary. Welcome. Hi, Glenn. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. My husband and I are so frustrated right now. We are trying to find a lawyer who will not fight these mandates based on a religious exemption, but will fight it generally on the unconstitutionality of it. Yes, he and I, he can file a religious exemption, but what about all those people that can't genuinely file a religious exemption? We have contacted Landmark Legal Foundation, crickets. We have contacted the Alliance Defending Freedom. They say that they'll only fight it on a religious exemption denial basis. We have contacted We the Patriots USA. 
They say that they'll only fight it based on a religious exemption denial. Where are the lawyers that are willing to stand up for just the straight unconstitutionality of this? Okay, Mary, I'm going to put you on hold. I want to get your phone number. And uh, Sarah, if you'd send that to Ricky, our executive producer, let's find an answer. And uh, Mary, we'll have you back on when we have an answer for you. All right. Thank you for your call. Um, I, um, we've talked about the banking system today. We've talked about the $1.9 trillion. That's what they're saying now. The, uh, the reconciliation pass- package. It must not pass. Um, support um, Chip Roy and uh, Mike Lee in their legislation on no uh, taxation without congressional um, uh, authorization. That has to that has to happen, but also get yourself into a local bank. It's really critical that you get into a local bank. Local banks are going to be, I'm sure, um, put under the same kind of restrictions because I don't know if you know this, but they they don't have banks. They, they don't have money in their vault anymore. Um, that ended a couple of years ago. Now the Fed takes all of the money and it returns to the Fed at night. So very few banks have very much money in them at all. Um, And it's going to get dicey. But get out of these banks that you know are waving the flag for these things now. And that would include all of the big Fed banks. Get your money out of there. Stop doing business with them. Go to a local bank. This is the Glenn Beck Program.